You're listening to episode 39 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. At the start of the school year, several students in one of my classes asked, can we do more presentations this year? I'll admit this took me quite by surprise. These are the students that always stress before any assignment that involves direct communication and were extremely worried before the big presentation they did last year about their countries. However, they are the same students who are hungry to learn and have realized that the only way to get better at speaking and expressing themselves is to actually speak. So in today's episode, I wanted to circle back to teaching speaking. We use spoken language every day, and it is sometimes easy to forget the need for more structure. So I am going to share with you some tips on what to include in your speaking lessons and how you can start incorporating speaking into your daily instruction. I hope you find this useful, and as always, let us know what you think. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grossless, otherwise known as Simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm not sure if I'm the only one or if my students are unique, but quite a few of them stress about speaking. And whether you're teaching an actual English conversation class or you integrate speaking activities in your everyday curriculum, how to actually teach speaking may still be a daunting task for you as a teacher as well. As I mentioned in the introduction, the students asked me, my students asked me to help them become more confident in this area. So I wanted to share several tips for teaching speaking today. Um, I have students who are complete newcomers and intermediates, so naturally the activities will differ a little, but the principles of how to begin teaching speaking are the same for all. And that is what this episode is about. So let's kind of identify the purposes for speaking. And uh, these are the purposes for writing as well. We speak to persuade, to inform, to tell a story, to demonstrate, to entertain, right? And just think each of those types has their own specifics and their own ways of how we can express ourselves and literally can be taught in separate courses. But how do you teach speaking to someone who's learning how to speak in another language? It can be nerve-wracking, but it also can be exciting, right? For many of us, myself included, speaking is part of our students' everyday life because they are learning English in an English-speaking environment. And naturally, we can overlook the need for more structured speaking instructions, as it may seem that speaking will be learned automatically anyway. And I have made that mistake myself until I realized that just like with any language domain, speaking also requires a few uh, planning tricks. So before we dive in, I wanted to say that speaking is a highly, highly personal thing. We are judged almost every step of the way by what and how we say, regardless of uh, whether we're native speakers or somebody who has an accent. And I wish it were not true, but it is. And it is hard enough for someone who knows the language 
Think of someone who absolutely despises speaking in front of a class and never mind a larger audience in their native language. All right. And because speaking is so easy to see, quote unquote, on the outside, judgments can be made that are truly not favorable to our English learners. And that is one area where we need to cheer for our students and help them grow in their confidence. It is not the accent that matters, which can be visible at first. It is the content of the message that is the most important. So let's dive into how you can set the scene for teaching speaking and uh, some components that you might need in your speaking lessons. So they, those components will make it much easier for you to plan and will bring a sense of achievement for your students. Okay, so here they are. There are six of them and here they are in short and I'm going to go over them in greater detail as we go in this episode. So the first one is set the rules. The second is pre-teach vocabulary. The third one is arrange for small group or pair work. The fourth, teach strategies. The fifth, give students choices. And the sixth is assessment. So let's talk about the first component of our speaking lesson, okay? It's setting the rules or expressing our expectations. Now, different cultures may have different rules for speaking, okay? So in some cultures, students are expected just to listen and only speak up when the teacher is addressing them. So expressing their opinion or raising hand, you know, for a correct answer freely might be a struggle for them. Um, in other cultures, it's more relaxed. It's more like a free for all. So knowing your students um, and where they're coming from will be the first helpful step for you. And that is why it is super important to explain to students the rules of engagement in your classroom and in your lessons from the beginning. So, for example, you can say when someone talks, we listen courteously, we do not interrupt. And if you have a question, ask for clarification. Um, it is important to teach the students how to ask for clarification because sometimes they don't know where to even begin. How many times have we had, you ask a question, do you understand or does it make sense? And the answer is yes. But simply because the students sometimes don't know the sentence structure to use or, you know, where to even begin asking the question. So the this uh, section of the lesson is also where we will, you know, you can go over terms such as audience and register and differences between academic and conversational language, you know, have a, whatever your uh, proficiency level is, you know, is how deep you're going to go into it. And it may take a full lesson or two to cover these things, but these are super important topics uh, for students to know and will allow both you and them to be successful. Now, the same goes for a specific, you know, when you're assigning a specific lesson, make sure the students know what the expectations are for when they're presenting something versus when they're recording their presentation on flip or, you know, when they're recording the answers to the questions. So setting the ground rules for, you know, what you expect kind of like clears the way for misunderstandings and uh, evens the field for all of the students. The second component is 
Uh, pre-teaching vocabulary before speaking. Again, we do pre vocabulary pre-teaching everywhere, and this is no exception. So when you have a topic in mind, help students bring it to life by pre-teaching vocabulary for it. I always say that knowing words in another language means the ability to express yourself. A lot of students may not be speaking simply because they don't know how to say what they want to say. Uh, that is, their vocabulary is not yet sufficient. Now, pre-teaching vocabulary and phrases uh, can look like showing a picture and eliciting what the students already know, or it can also be giving students vocabulary chosen by you and explaining it. So whichever way you do it, just make sure you address uh, this area where the students need words to be able to speak and they need to be able to put the words into sentences. So doing this before a lesson uh, will be a great time to do it. And don't be afraid of teaching uh, common idioms and or metaphors even to newcomers because these are the things that abound in the English language. Uh, and for higher level students, introduce tier two words to enrich their speaking ability. Hey ESL teacher, if you are someone who works with English learners in secondary grades and have no newcomer curriculum or are struggling to engage your mixed proficiency level classes, check out the ESL Teaching Roadmap membership. It is my signature three-step process for teaching all levels, from connecting with students to helping newcomers embark on their English learning journey to supporting those intermediate learners. Inside the ESL Teaching Roadmap, you'll find all of the materials from my Teachers Pay Teachers store, as well as exclusive members-only lessons, videos, and personalized support, such as 30-minute consultations, because as ESL teachers, we sometimes need to talk it out. To find out more about the ESL Teaching Roadmap, go to www.simplyyeva.com forward slash roadmap. That's www.sim p-l-y-i-e-v-a dot com forward slash roadmap and I cannot wait to see you inside. The third component of the speaking lesson would be arranging for small group and pair work, okay? So I wanted to go back to the same students that I mentioned at the start of the episode. A couple of them approached me and said, how come I can talk to you, no problem, but whenever I'm talking to another teacher or native speaker, I freeze up. <clears throat> Students may feel comfortable speaking <clears throat> with a peer they know in a paired activity or in a small group. Um, the dynamics of a group is much more informal and allows the students to feel more relaxed and self-conscious. And it always helps when you start doing this with the people you know and more comfortable with. Now, when they are in a regular class, the comparison game kicks in. And this is a true story. My students tell me all the time they compare themselves to native speakers and this has made me realize how absolutely important it is to teach mini lessons on the habits of mind and the power of positive self-talk, okay? And that is, of course, a topic uh, for another episode. I'm very passionate about helping students help themselves, so it is coming in the near future. Now, going back to the small group conversations, another point is how often in our lives do we have to speak in front of an audience? 
Most of our conversations take place in small groups or with one other person. That is why speaking practice is great when it can be done in as real a situation as possible. So the more your students practice, the more confident they will feel and pretty soon they will feel confident enough in branching out and maybe presenting in a larger audience such as their regular classrooms or even, you know, uh, school-wide presentations. The fourth component is teach speaking strategies. Now, when we speak our native tongue, we do not always understand things either, okay? So sometimes we need to ask to repeat a question. Other times we want a clarification on a concept or vocabulary word. And sometimes we want the speaker to rephrase what they are saying. Sometimes we want them to say in fewer words or in uh, more specific words, okay? So these are all strategies your students might already have. Now it is a matter of transferring them into their second language learner, okay? In one of my blog posts on my uh, website, which I will link in the show notes for you, I shared a self-assessment sheet that I gave my beginners to fill out at the end of each week. And in it, there is a section where they have to reflect on what they did if they could not understand what the speaker was saying, okay? So it took a little bit of pre-teaching, you know, looking at all the questions, you know, how did I feel about speaking English this week? Uh, did the person I speak to understand me? Did I understand them? Um, you know, what can I do when I don't understand? And what, you know, can I ask for from people when I don't understand? So this allows the students to see, um, you know, that, what they, that they already have the tools and kind of like makes the speaking progress more tangible. So that's one way to help your students teach the strategies because it's okay sometimes to translate and it's okay to ask a question even if it says, hey, can you repeat it slower? The fifth component is, has to do with choices, okay? So to make conversation more authentic, have the students choose the topics they would like to talk about. Um, sometimes it's too open-ended, but I have found if I have the students choose what they want to talk about, the quality of the product comes out so much better. So the motivation to speak is there as well when they are interested and passionate about the topic and half of your work as a teacher is already done. Now, students could work in groups to brainstorm the topics they would like to talk about and uh, make a list either on an index card or a piece of paper. Um, you now have ideas for your next speaking lessons. So even if you do a mini lesson, let's kind of like uh, put several things that we're interested in on a piece of paper, you collect it, and then have the students choose. Uh, that way, uh, your lesson plans can be done in advance and you already got to know your students better and the motivation to speak will be there. It is important to know that while controversial topics such as pol political elections or you know, same-sex marriage are great, for generating discussion and learning persuasion, not all students can handle mature topics like this. It is extremely important to consider the age, the cultural backgrounds, interpersonal skills before assigning a controversial topic like that. So again, going back to knowing your students and knowing your audience uh, before you as decide to assign a topic that would be a little bit more on the 
heavier side. And the final part is assessment. Uh, every lesson has an assessment, uh, but just like with writing, speaking assessment poses certain difficulties. However, the most important thing to remember is that conversational speaking assessments should be informal. Now, try not to assess students on grammatical mistakes or an incorrect quote-unquote way of speaking. Even when we speak our first language, we do not always say things correctly, so to speak. So focusing on fluency and flow, ability to use the new words and retrieve them when necessary, look for and suggest the strategies your students can employ when speaking. Of course, if you have to grade something like this, think about what you taught them. Maybe you want the students to use vocabulary freely, okay? So maybe you give them a specific instruction that you want to hear those words or phrases. That These are some of the things you can grade them on, right? Uh, maybe you have taught the students, you know, how to create a presentation in general, for example. Uh, maybe, you know, make sure that the slides only have certain information and that you're not reading from the slides. So, uh having a particular way to grade and so that the students know ahead of time will save you time and it will be a learning experience for everyone. But I think if the students can understand each other and if they have come out of their shell and have begun speaking English, no matter how little, that is already a win. Well, that is all for today and um, I just wanted to share with you some of the components of a speaking lesson that you could incorporate and again speaking is uh, you know speaking to a computer is a little bit different and not as natural as speaking to other people we want to communicate we want our students to be good communicators in the next episode, I will share speaking activities for all levels that you can incorporate into your daily lessons right away. So now that you have the framework for a speaking lesson, you will be able to uh, grab those activities and implement them. And in the meantime, I want to ask you, would you add anything to the speaking tips I shared? And what do you find works well when teaching speaking? Share with us inside our Facebook group or shoot me a message on Instagram. Again, as I said, in the next episode, I will be sharing more about the activities you can do for speaking. And for now, thank you for listening. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, Come join me on Instagram at SimplyYevaESL, Facebook SimplyYeva, or connect with me on my website, SimplyYeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.